Hello, everybody. We're back. <laughs> it's Multiplex Loves Movies, episode number 15. Um, I named this episode uh, Fantastic Beasts 3 is Coming and a Big Announcement. And uh, that big announcement will come at the end of the show. I also wanted, I originally had it titled, though, Fantastic Beasts 3, Cody's Most Anticipated Film of 2021. Um, but I didn't feel like spoiling that for everybody right away. Uh, what up, Jay Burns? How you doing? We are going to just uh, shoot the shit, hang out for the first few minutes here, like we have the last few weeks. I think it's fun. I want to run something by you guys. First of all, we've got Caleb Boatman. How you doing? Good. I'm I'm very happy that this show is still the same format that it was last time. I think this is that's a record. That is, is a record. The first time I've been back and it's been the same format. So that's, that's great. That's accurate. We've got uh the goat herself, Maggie Bercala. What up? And we've got the greatest manager in the biz, Cody Newberry. How you doing? I'm great. Uh, I love being in the show. I think the last episode was awesome. It was probably because the goat was on. Um so we we brought her back so we can get views. So and she's I think, got great things to say. But I'm ugly today, so stop it. I think the goat is now the most other. Well, actually, no. I think Boatman, you've been on four times. Cody, you've been on a lot. Caleb's been on a lot. We're starting to get a repertoire here. Anyway, I have to run something by you guys. I went to see a movie today. Uh, I went to Motherless Brooklyn, and I was sitting in the theater, and I was definitely the youngest person in that theater by. 80, 90 years. Easily. No, not that much, but by a lot. Movie starts, uh, the trailers start, and a guy comes and sits down right next to me in the seat next to me. Assigned seating, whatever. The theater was very full. Oh. Okay. Discount day. Discount $5 tickets. Guy sits down next to me. And for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of the previews in the movie, he had a bag of popcorn and wasn't eating it with his hands. He took the bag and like like a goat, literally just <laughs> then moments later, um, all I hear is So he was actually then, a goat. And then like ten minutes later. Like he was like smacking his lips and then but was not saying a word. So yeah, that stuff was annoying but it didn't take me away. Then all of a sudden, with like 45 minutes left in the movie, he started to talk. I've never once sat next to a person who was quiet for the most part for a whole movie, but then decided to just speak for the last 45 minutes where something would happen on screen and he'd go, ah, oh, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> mm -hmm, yep, don't do that. And I'm like, where is the, like, anyway, that's my annoying moviegoer rant. Have you guys had that recently? Anybody? That's set other than uh, when I went when I went to, it wasn't the exact same, but when I went to Endgame, uh, I I will go to movies at like the eleven a.m. Like, uh because I don't like crowds. Because I get to see your discounts and I love the candy they offer. <laughs> anyway, though, anyway, there were two old ladies <laughs> over by me. And they talked the whole time very loudly. They were like, oh, it's that Iron Man? Oh, no. Oh, no. They killed off. I remember he played Sherlock. Do you remember when he played Sherlock? 
<laughs> Wait, no, isn't that Doctor Strange? No, that's the other one that played Sherlock. Yikes. Oh, yeah. That's My two hilarious. the two that always stand out to me. One was in game that I sat behind people that have never seen an MCU movie, but wandered into opening night of Endgame, apparently. What the <laughs> And they're like, um, well, who's that supposed to be? And they're like talking about Captain America. And it's like, what are we doing? And like every big moment that happened, they would like violently like flip out in their chairs. Like they kicked mine multiple times. Like when the ship was coming straight down. And I was just like, <laughs> That's true. And they like had a visceral reaction. My favorite movie theater experience ever was during Les Mis. I saw it uh, like that weekend that it opened, and this guy was on his phone from the top, from the bottom of like the stadium uh, seating, and you could just see the bright light. But it didn't bother me because I just looked ahead. And this old man from the back sounds like he's wiping tears away screams at the top of his lung if you put away your damn cell phone maybe you'd get an emotional reaction out of this movie yes who this just happened so yeah those uh that one will stick with me for the rest of my life Hugh jackman died for our sins (laughs) i mean that's true multiple times maggie do you have any I mean, honestly, I haven't seen that many movies with other people other than you. Um, That's true. So was it Maggie doing a goat impression next to you while watching this movie? Was it actually Maggie? It was not. She was not there. She was at school. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't really have any good stories. I have one um, that we went to see Lights Out a few years ago when that was in theaters. That was a long time ago. And uh, there was this, like, father and son that were, like, talking about how beautiful the house that the movie was filmed in looked. He'd be like, oh, yeah, that fucking chandelier. Yeah, that chandelier looks just like the chandelier we got at our place, son. And I'm like, why are we talking about the fucking chandelier right now? Oh, I remember that was. That was the worst. My other one is Don't Breathe. It was a packed house. It was sold out for the first night of it. I take my good friend. I normally take people that have theater etiquette. He did not on this night because he did not like the movie very much. At one point after um, he has survived all these brutal attacks um, in Don't Breathe. I, Stephen Lane. Is that his name? Steve Lane? Yeah. Yep. Okay. He, uh, my buddy, it gets really quiet in the theater. He goes, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a post credit scene at the end of this where somebody walks out. Nick Fury's going to walk out and offer him a spot in the Avengers to the dog. <laughs> a lady flips out on him in the middle of the theater, and I, I, I sunk in my chair. It was still an insane moment that yeah. never will be able to be topped. I'm trying to remember the last time I yelled at kids because I definitely have multiple times. We did during it chapter one. Yeah, I, I yelled at some kids who were being hoodlums, and I went up to them and I said, "We are not in your fucking living room. Shut the fuck up!" And they were like, they were quiet the rest of the movie. No, I feel like there was one since we moved here, but like I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. Know. All right. When I or when I was in middle school. No, it wasn't middle school. I was like freshman year. Whenever this movie came out, I was I, in the thirties. Okay, but whenever what year did the fifth wave come out? Whatever that came out, I remember. Twenty six. Okay, twenty sixteen. 
Uh, I remember me and my friends all went to see it. I had no interest in seeing it. It was uh, Neither did my best friend. We all went to see it. It was an empty theater. We're talking empty, empty, just us. It is still my favorite movie theater experience of all time because of how we were yelling at the screen because we hated the movie so much. It was basically like a riff tracks. That actually is – that's happened to me and Maggie plenty of times. Like I think uh, when we saw um, – oh, there was something like super – that was supposed to be like – oh, uh, you know what I think it was? I think it was Pan. Yeah. And, and we saw Pan in 3D and like Hugh Jackman comes out and is like – with the lights out. And we're like, it's a day. <laughs> Wait, what is happening right now? And we're like, no one else is in the theater yet. That That's movie, cool. one of the trailers that sold me the best, but let me down the most. Whoa, that movie that was, was trash. Yeah. All right. We are going to uh, move on to the topics, starting the show uh, with the box office, like we do every single friggin' week. So if you're new to the show, box office starting off um let me just bring up said box office for you guys okay so at number one terminator dark fate with 29 million yikes mcgee we'll get into that number two joker 13 million maleficent also 13 million below joker harriet uh a new release with 11 and the adams family still chugging along uh making another 8 million um, other new releases, Motherless Brooklyn, which I alluded to earlier, only three million. Number nine, Arctic Dogs. Um, yikes, two million. Nobody went to see it. Parasite is doing really well in its limited release, making another two point five. And uh, Jojo Rabbit is fucking crushing in its expansion. Um, Boatman, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, what are your takeaways from the box office? I think the biggest takeaway here is that the Terminator franchise as a whole is the boy who cried wolf. You say, oh, we got a Terminator movie. It's great. It's Terminator 3. It's not great. Oh, but okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to do this next one. Salvation sucked. Okay, okay. Guys, we promise. We promise Genesis is going to be great. We're bringing back Arnold. It sucked. Now that the movie, I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's actually kind of decent. It's fun. Nobody wants to see it now because you've bamboozled us too many times. That's the problem. It's the boy who cried wolf. Um, 100% agree. I, I liked the movie. Um, Cody, I don't know if you saw it, but I, me and Maggie saw it. I enjoyed it way more than Genesis salvation or rise of the machines i thought it was the best one since the second one it does some new things while also staying true i enjoyed it um my biggest and, and yeah the, the boatman's right i think that is the biggest takeaway um is the fact that this thing bombed it, it really did it it was made for i want to say like a hundred and let me see i think it was like a hundred and 80 million 185 million it was made for and it only made 29 million opening weekend that's a bomb it's gonna lose money um i i think it's disappointing that it is um i don't think we're gonna see another terminator movie anytime soon um yeah yeah. maggie i'm gonna go to you next i want to talk about your favorite person in the world edward norton 
Um, you didn't see the movie, but Motherless Brooklyn only comes in at number nine with two million. Uh, yeah. What what happened there? Uh, well, first of all, no one knew that the movie was coming out. Second of all, no one wants to go watch a two and a half hour movie that is written, starring, and produced by Edward Norton, who has a weird face, as we established last week. So I'm not surprised at all. I also don't think that it's getting great reviews. The only way people are going to see it is if everyone hailed it as like the next best picture nominee, and it's not. So no one cares and no one saw it. I do want to shout out Jojo Rabbit for going up 123.4%. Good on you. I love that movie. I'm so excited that more people are seeing it. Um, I do think also that Adam's family hanging in there at number five is kind of amazing. Um, I mean, I guess it was kind of a Halloween weekend. Sure. Um. But yeah, that, those are my big takeaways. In terms of Terminator, I thought it was fine. Um, being better than Geniasis is a really low bar. Um, honestly, I slept through most of the movie because I was really tired. Um, but the parts that I saw were fine and the CGI looked good. I think it really is like Bowman's up. Like, no one cares anymore. Like, saying that you're bringing Arnold back, like, great, he was in Geniasis. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Cody, I'm going to go to you next. Have you seen any of these movies that are on this list other than Joker? And Joker, still at number two. Um, I'm, this, is, this is another big takeaway. Joker now has crossed $300 million domestically and is at $938 million worldwide. This movie will probably cross a billion dollars. Uh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Well, I'm super pumped about that. Uh, to answer your question, no, I have not. Um, movie season, this season for me, uh, because I live in rural America that doesn't get Jojo Rabbit or great movies. Um, I get, listen, listen, Iowa boy, we're in the, maybe in the same boat, but I'm telling you right now, I got eight screens and I barely get to work with any of them. Uh, they've been showing a lot of terrible movies right now. That's fair. Um, I just want to point out, Jojo Rabbit just came to my theater this week, and I'm going to see it, so I'm happy. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, Terminator is things that I I absolutely adore the first two films. I actually like the first one more than the second one. And no, I was not going to watch this one. I hear it's good. I understand it's good. This should have been a Netflix movie. This should have been a limited TV series. This should have been something. They should have tried something different. Movie theater, dumb idea. Um, and Arctic Dogs. Um, by the way, that studio that makes Norm of the North and stuff like that, stop putting out animated movies because they're trash. Starring Jeremy and, and even parents know they're trash. That's really bad because parents, speaking for experience, we will literally take our kids to basically anything and they're refusing to see your movies. So start releasing them on streaming services or something. Save you some money. Because, man. Yeah. Um, even the Norm of the North movie was released in theaters, but it ended up uh, coming out. Like, they did two direct-to-DVD sequels. Um, two. They did two of them, yeah. Wait, what? There's a there, Norm of the North 3? There yes. are three Norm of the North movies. They're all on Netflix as well. Both sequels are on Netflix. Okay, 
You can yeah. send the nukes now. Humanity is doomed. <laughs> uh, can you quote Ted for me right now? Uh, America. Michelob Ultra Tuscan Grapefruit. America's imploding. <laughs> yeah, um, very much is. All right. Um, the only other thing I can really think of from the box office here, Maggie kind of already said it. I think Adam's family hanging on is pretty great. Harriet actually coming in at number four in 2000 theaters. Um, that's not a surprise to me. I think it's the type of movie that people will go to. It's a biopic about a famous uh, woman who did a lot of amazing things. The movie is fine. I saw it. I thought it was fine. The performance is amazing, but the movie as a whole is bleh. But um, it doesn't surprise me it made $11 million. So we will move on now to the first official topic of the day. And that is about my boy, Martin Scorsese. But no, I promise we're not talking about any more of his comments about Marvel and the MCU. He just released a whole article about it. Go and read it. I think it's fascinating, but we're not going to talk about it today. Uh, what we are going to talk about is he was asked about why he uh, didn't actually direct Joker. It was kind of circling for a while that he might uh be the one to direct it his production company had their hands in the film um and it seemed like he was going to be a producer on it but he just kind of i think i don't even know if his name is on the movie i don't think he produced it at all yeah so uh in an interview with bbc scorsese addressed why he passed on it it was offered to him um but it seems like it boiled down to scheduling and doubts if he was the right fit. And this comes from Screen Rant. He said, uh, I know the film very well. I know Todd Phillips very well. My producer, Emma, produced the film. I thought, uh, I thought about it a lot over the last four years and decided I did not have the time for it. It was personal reasons why I didn't get involved, but I know the script very well. It has a real energy and Joaquin, uh, you have remarkable work for me ultimately i don't know if i make the next step into this character developing in i don't know if i make the next step into this character developing into a comic book character you follow he develops into an abstraction it doesn't mean it's bad art it's just not for me the superhero films as i've said are another art form they are not easy to make there's a lot of very talented people doing good work and a lot of young people really enjoying them uh so a bit of his comments are in there but i think this makes sense um i like what he had to say um i'm glad he wasn't just like <laughs> Eh, fuck those movies again. Like, you know, he he had his reasons for not wanting to get behind it are true. He didn't have the time. And he just clearly was like, I don't know if I, I'm the right person to do this. There's other, he recognized that there were other people who could probably do this if better or different or have a different take on this uh, than he would. Cody, I know you're kind of the resident, like huge Joker fan right now uh, that, I know Boatman, you liked it a lot too, but Cody, your thoughts on this. Would you have preferred to see Marty direct this or do you like this the way it was? I couldn't be, I couldn't agree more with Martin, Martin uh, Scorsese on this one at all. Um, if he would have made this movie, everybody would have just said it's a King of Comedy remake, reboot, redone. It would have been a exact storytelling from his perspective and it wouldn't have worked. Um <clears throat> I wouldn't have said Todd Phillips would be my first choice as director for this at all, but for him to t pretty much 
pay homage to Scorsese with King of Comedy. But it's kind of it's better that way. It makes more sense. Um, I think I think he is correct with it. he might have not led it into the right way. That because um, Joker's my number one movie of the year right now. Um, again, I think it could change a ton when I see a lot of movies that have already been released. Um, but I'm 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 really glad that he didn't actually direct this movie because what we got I love a lot. And I think with Sorsese, I think he would have let it somewhere that we don't need. Sure. Uh, Maggie, you tolerated Joker. You liked Joker. I don't know really how you feel about it. Sometimes you score things high because I like them. And you go, yeah, it was good. And then a year later, you go, fuck that movie. So um, it's been like a month and a half now. Your thoughts on Joker. And are you happy or would you rather have seen Scorsese do this? I mean, I pretty much agree with everything that Cody said in terms of how I feel about the movie. I came out of it not liking it very much. The more I think about it, I'm less hostile towards it. Um, but I haven't seen it again, and I would need to. I think it's fine. I don't think that everyone needs to lose their minds over it like they are. But um, I'm also not want to talk on that, I feel like. So... I think that, yeah, Cody's right. Like, this is not a movie that we needed Scorsese to direct. As you said, like, he's basically made this movie already. So um, doing it again, I think, would be redundant and not good for anyone. Um, just, so, yeah. Just real quick. Maggie, just correct me if I'm wrong. You like movies. You don't like movies where you can't really attach to the main person. Like, this person's not a character that you find any redeeming quality in. So is that why you didn't like the movie as much? If that's correct, I don't want to put words. No, I, I. It really is not that. And really, the reason that I was hostile towards it towards the beginning was very much the reason that people were getting worked up of it to start with. Is that I thought that it really did sort of romanticize violence, and I, in a way that sort of gave people an out um, to commit violence, and I'm not okay with that. But I also totally realized that films i love like deadpool and john wick do the exact same fucking thing it's just presented in a much more um realistic way in this movie but it's a joker movie and it is what it is and yes i don't find him redeeming in any way but i also have the reason that my score was probably what i don't know for because i'm not stupid like i have to acknowledge that joaquin phoenix was great and like the production design was great like i can't pretend that those things aren't real yeah no, I hear you. Um, Boatman, you liked Joker, and you hate all comic book films with a dying passion. Um, so, I know, I'm just kidding, because the last time you were on, I said that, and you almost you almost punched me in the face. But I did. Uh, Francis no. Ford Coppola here. Yeah, we got, we got a real Coppola over here. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on this? Is this, like, I don't just want to pose the same question to you, but I think that, like, are you happy that, like, Todd Phillips ended up doing it this way? Or do you think there's any way that like not even Scorsese directing, but just kind of having a hand in there at all could have made this better or worse? I mean, I see both sides because I see it and I see the movie that we got and say, okay, great. And I'm kind of, if it ain't fix it, where it's like, okay, this is great. I don't see it, but at the same time, and like, I get what you guys are saying with the King of Comedy. That makes total sense where it's like, okay, this is King of Comedy 2. I also feel like if Scorsese did direct this movie, it would kind of be to Scorsese's filmography 
what Batman Returns is to Tim Burton's filmography, right? It's it's just kind of there. It's a part mm -hmm. of it. It's not usually considered like top five Tim Burton movies. Like it's there. He did it. Everybody knows he did it, but it's not like, oh, wow, this is a top tier Tim Burton movie. And I think that's the same way it would go for Scorsese. That being said, I think that one of the most fascinating things is when somebody who does not like a certain genre or a certain style makes a movie in that style. I don't remember who said it, but there's there's a great quote that's like, the best form of film criticism is to make another movie. And I think that would be fascinating just to see what a Scorsese comic book movie would actually look like. Just because like how differently would he or wouldn't he do it? Would he just kind of do, okay, here's this movie, but through a Scorsese lens, like what would he do exactly? And I think that's fascinating. Uh, but at the same time, it seems like he doesn't really want to do it. So it's like, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. I don't want to see, you know, anyone being forced to make a movie they don't want to make. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. I think that Scorsese is my favorite director. I've said it many, many times on this show. Um, I personally loved Joker. I think the way that we got it is the way that it should be. I would have liked to have seen him produce and have his hand in there a little bit, but he didn't want to. That's fine by me. Okay, we're going to move on to something that is not going to be hotly uh, debated or talked about at all whatsoever in this next conversation. And that is that, uh, guys, we're getting Fantastic Beasts 3. It's coming. It's finally happening. Oh my god, uh, this was originally announced like forever ago, like they said, five movies, that's what they said from the beginning, it's going to be five movies long, I saw headlines today that were like, Fantastic Beasts 3 officially confirmed by Warner Brothers, it's like, fuck off, they announced this thing forever ago, it's just, they announced that they're going to start uh, shooting, uh, it's going to start filming in spring of 2020, the real interesting thing here, um, because it was supposed to start filming in november but there were uh issues with the script i think warner brothers wanted to sit down and like actually like after crimes of grindelwald go into this a little bit um and they brought back steve cloves clovis something like that who is he wrote uh all the harry potter films except for order of the phoenix otherwise he wrote all of them and he's back to co-write this with jk rowling I will go into my thoughts later. I want to start with Maggie. Because, <laughs> so I think, <laughs> because for those of you who don't know, um, I got to attend an early screening of the first Fantastic Beasts movie with Maggie a couple weeks before it came out back in uh, November of 2016. We saw it in IMAX. We were walking out of the theater and uh walking into the theater rather and uh just all excited and in the middle of the movie when uh eddie redmayne is hopping around trying to fuck a rhinoceros uh, i looked at maggie and i said what is happening and the movie ended and i've never seen my wife more crushed in her entire life so without further ado maggie how do you feel about this beasts three business steve clove's returning how do you feel uh, I'm definitely happy about it. So as Tim said, 
uh, Fantastic Beasts was a huge disappointment. Harry Potter is by far my favorite book series, my favorite film series. It's played an important role in my life, so it's very important to me. And so when I heard Fantastic Beasts was coming out, I was so excited. This movie was then terrible. The second one was even worse. Didn't think that was possible, but it happened. Um, so knowing that we had to endure three more of these was a little rough to think about. Um, but knowing that they're going to bring back somebody who clearly knows what they're doing, at least in terms of writing a movie, is exciting. Cody, just shut up. Um, shut up. J.K. Rowling does not know how to write a screenplay that is clearly obvious from these two movies. It's so obvious. It's those are the it's the worst part of the movie is the story. She doesn't know what she's doing. She thinks she's writing a book, but this is not the not a book. You cannot write a screenplay the same way that you write a book. And I, I was saying about it, it sort of reminds me a lot of the prequels and that they were like, yeah, so you created the source material. So we're just going to let you do whatever you want for these things that for these like three movies that came earlier. We're just going to we're just going to let you do it because you created this great source material and we trust you. And clearly Warner Brothers realized when they did not make as much money on Crimes of Grindelwald. That was a serious mistake. And they're finally trying to bring someone in to try to write that ship, hopefully. Um, there's obviously no guarantees that that's going to happen. Um, because at the same time, like, J.K. Rowling is J.K. Rowling. And she could be like, you know what? I don't want to listen to you. And it's my material. And I'm going to do what I want with it. And it's my IP. So good luck with trying to make it without me. Um, but we'll see. I'm hoping that I, I'm a little bit more optimistic now. It's basically what it comes down to. I still don't think it's going to be good. I'm going to go in with like completely low expectations For because sure. of where they've been leading it. There's no way that it's not going to be ridiculous. So could we'll you see. please pitch your ending of Fantastic <laughs> Beasts 5 for me that you did? When we were really drunk one Sunday after yeah. watching Crimes of Grindelwald. I don't know if I can. So basically, my, the whole thing came down to, you know, this first story they pitched us was about Newt. And it was supposed to be about Newt and his adventures and the creatures. And now it's this whole thing about Grind Grindelwald and Dumbledore. And it's just going to be Newt at the end of the fifth one, like, standing in the corner going, Hey, guys, remember when this movie was about me? And it's just... I wish it would focus more on that. Like, I didn't need to know this. Like, we know the story. We didn't need this five-movie arc about Grindelwald and Dumbledore's love story. Like, as much as I love seeing Jude Law's Dumbledore, it's like, I didn't need this to happen. So, yeah. Cody. I'm not going to go to you next. Uh, I'm going to go to Boatman next. <laughs> Boatman. Do you care at all about this? Are you a Potter fan? Like, I don't know. Do no, I, okay. Am I a Harry Potter fan? Yes. Like, that is legit. I feel like that's the only, like, core geek franchise that I could actually, like, fake my way through as far as, like, I, Cody, I'm just saying, like, that's the only one where I, like, have some knowledge, whereas other ones I absolutely suck. Like, I'm... I am terrible at like the majority of the Corgi franchises where Harry Potter, like I grew up with those. I like those. I saw those in the theater. I grew up with them. Uh, that's a reference, but no, um, I do not like the fantastic beast movies, uh, fantastic beasts and where to find them. I tried to convince myself in the theater was a good movie. 
on rewatch. I did not like it um, at all. That movie has so many issues. J.K. Rowling, it happened to George Lucas. Like you said, it happened to M. Night Shyamalan. It's happened to the Wachowskis. J.K. Rowling is not being told no. That is the problem. Because nobody's going to tell J.K. Rowling no. She She's J.K. Rowling. What well, you... You you're gonna tell her no, this is her world, you know? And I'm sure that when she was writing the books originally and when they were doing the movies, there were people who were suggesting changes, and there are people who are the higher-ups and all that that were saying, Well, what about this? What about this? There were people giving JK Rowling notes. Nobody's gonna give JK Rowling a note now because nobody, you know, has that much confidence at this point. And I think that's the problem is that J.K. Rowling is kind of a clunky writer. Like there are clear like mistakes that she makes. And I think she got better as she was moving along. But now I think she's high in her own power. She is high on her own power completely. She doesn't believe that she can do anything wrong, which is why she put an incredibly creepy love story in Crimes of Grindelwald with Queenie. And uh, Jacob, which is one of the most creepy things I've ever seen with her uh, giving him amnesia or whatever. The love potion or whatever. Like, that's just uncomfortable. Um, and the whole plot just doesn't make sense. So I don't want Fantastic Beast 3. Just uh, throw these movies in a fire and give me... <laughs> Give me something actually good. Like give me give Taika Waititi another five million dollars and see what he can do with more money. Um, Cody, because I know that you're upset. I know that you're uh, you hate these films. I'm gonna ask you a very simple question. Um, Steve Clovis, Clovis, whatever. Clovis. He was praised, praised for taking an. 800 to 900 page book and turning it into a three act movie. Can he do that with fantastic beasts three? No, you can bring the best writer in the history of the universe on these movies. And it's not going to change a dang thing. The reason why he was successful in the first movies that he did was he had a source material to work off of. Regardless of what you think of JK Rowling, no screenplay. Those books are phenomenal. I love them. They're not the best written, but overall, they built a world. They built a story. He was able to adapt them into a screenplay. This is off the head of J.K. Rowling. The way he's going to be able to get it, they're going to sit in the writer's room. They're probably going to smoke some pot and figure out what they're going to go, and it's going to lead to nothing besides this awful disaster of a movie that started. They have nowhere to go. Maggie's already said it, and I agree 100% with it. They have to go into the most wacky side now, ever. Like, my wife, the way Maggie described it, my wife sitting there watching Crimes of Grindelwald. It was 30, minute, 30 seconds into the movie when you see Grindelwald locked up and get carried up the steps with the wand. And she's like, you know what? I'm, an, I'm out. I'm out. I don't know where this is leading, but I don't like it, and I'm not comfortable where we're going. So... <laughs> <laughs> she left and never seen the end of it. Uh, the same part where you're talking about the rhinoceros. Yeah, same same woman looked over at me and goes, I don't think this is PG-13. 
Um, <laughs> there's so many problems throughout this entire series that I'm just not comfortable with. They took a textbook from Harry Potter world and made it a movie, which is the stupidest. Like I was excited for it because it's something because I wanted to go back to the universe. But this is not the universe I want anymore. This is this is just like a Terminator. This is anything else. I I pretend like this never happened. I watch Harry Potter and I can I don't I don't have to realize what Dumbledore's backstory is. Like <clears throat> her timelines don't even make sense. They literally show young Dumbledore and the and Jude. He don't look like Jude Law. He don't look like Jude. Jude Law looks like a handsome man. Dumbledore looks like an aged wizard, and you still. And she's Did like, you say, oh, Did huh? you say AIDS wizard? AIDS wizard. Oh, okay. I thought that <laughs> was probably the third one. Who knows? I don't know where this is going. But yeah, I, I like that they're bringing it on, but I have no hope because there's no source material. There's nothing that she's written down. She He's going to get a bunch of napkins written on from a coffee house that says, oh, Grindelwald goes here and talks to, oh, who was in Harry Potter? Oh, let's bring Mad-Eye Moody. Let's bring somebody that the fans will know, and they'll have a conversation in a coffee shop. She has and no sure, and throw in a scene of Newt fucking a salamander, and we're on. And then, then we're there. Yeah. Oh, and we'll, uh, we'll meet a beast that hasn't been introduced yet, but we want one that's been in a Harry Potter series. So we'll have this like Dobby will Rainbow pop up. Who knows where it's going to go? But it makes no sense for the direction, and it's only going to get ridiculous beyond. Like I can just, I'm just, I'm just picturing like Cody Hall's Dobby impersonation from Shrovel, just going like, "Oh, Dobby doesn't like this. Dobby is not happy that he's in for like, testing beasts." Like I only picture like <coughs> fan service galore in this next one to get people back on service. Like you'll have like, I don't know, S not Snape, but Snape's father. Like open the door and be like, oh, well, not supposed to be here, but I would say like always, and turn and shuts the door. Like we're gonna have to do something. Like they, it's just gonna be like over the top, like ridiculous parts. Like we're, we'll have a weird Quidditch moment next time because we'll have to tie it. We have to tie it with like loose string at this point to even make any sense of this movie. I watching Crimes of Grindelwald, I didn't retain anything um, when I tried to watch it for a match and. Is it is literally one of the worst uh, like franchise movies I've ever seen. It is it is terrible, and I don't. I think they should just cut their losses. Contact HBO, please contact HBO. Contact a major play uh, player in the streaming service and say we want to do Harry Potter series. Set it in a different universe and let's just go that route because I would so watch this. Fantastic Beasts is only is going to keep declining. It's it's just like. Terminator. It's not going to make its money back. It's going to be a, a bomb. All right, guys. Uh, last point on this. Quick answers from each of you. Crimes of Grindelwald has a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. It Too is high. the lowest Wizarding World film on Rotten Tomatoes. The next lowest is Order of the Phoenix, which is in the 70s. Fantastic so, is higher? So disrespectful. Yeah. So disrespectful. So, I like Order of the Phoenix. All right, so Me too. over or under sixty-five and a half percent that Fantastic Beasts three will be over or will be fresh on the tomato meter. 
Cody over or under? I literally thought you were saying better than Fantastic Crimes of Grindelwald. I will take that way under. It will literally be in the 40s. It will be in the 40s. Well, so I would... Based on the trajectory that we're at, I would think under. Like, there's no way. But the fact that the first Fantastic Beast is fresh, if they can get it back to that standard, the critics were like, okay, let's pretend that this is fresh, then I could see that happening. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts uh, won. Because Fantastic Beasts is not good, the first one. But critics were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the uh, the first Fantastic Beasts on Rotten Tomatoes has a 70, if it would load, um, it looks like a 70%. So it is uh, a little higher, or it's like right on the cusp. 75, I'm sorry. It's certified fresh, though. So uh, Boatman, over under 65% that this will be fresh. Under, I'm calling it right now. This is going to be at 52% uh, once all is said and done. All right, 52%. You heard it here first. We'll check back with you in holiday of 2021 when this film is supposedly going to be released in theaters three years after the crimes of Grindelwald. So uh, we're going to move on to our next topic, which, I mean, I don't think is a surprise to anybody, but Ant-Man 3, it's happening. Uh, Peyton Reed confirmed he'll be back to direct. And Michael Douglas, also in an interview for uh, season two of the Kaminsky Method, said that it's going to start filming in January of 2021. So in a little bit over a year from now, they will be back to do Ant-Man 3. I love the Ant-Man movies. I think the second one is actually a little underrated. I know I'm in the minority there. It's not great, but I think it's fun. Um, Do we want Ant-Man 3? Cody, go to you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, I think Paul Rudd as Ant-Man was one of the best parts of Endgame. I believe he was the, probably one of the best parts of Civil War. Um, I, I didn't like... I think Ant-Man and the Lost got a bad rap because it had to follow such a... Probably the best MC, one of the best MCU movies. Um, so it was just, just a tough break. Like I don't think they could have done anything to outshine it. Um but yeah, I would I would watch Paul Rudd's. Uh, I would watch uh, Ant Man three. I'd watch Ant Man four. I it's the it's the break from the MCU that you don't normally get. So like, it doesn't feel like any of the other MCU movies. He's like it's a character that we get to see more of a family dynamic. So yeah. Okay. Um, this would be coming on the heels of a very busy twenty because uh, this would be coming out in twenty twenty two. That's following your Black Widow, um, your Eternals, your uh, what else is coming out next year? Uh, I think Doctor those Strange. Are the, oh, no, next Strange, year. But Black Panthers then in 2021. So this is going to come on the heels of a lot of big stuff. This third Spider-Man film. Um, Caleb Boltman, do you need Ant-Man 3 in the midst of all of this? Or would you rather see Ant-Man kind of show up as like a side character? It depends on what they do with it. It really does. Because I actually really liked the first Ant-Man. I think that movie is so much fun. Uh, It's a really good uh, time. I think all the action scenes are really great and really unique, especially the final uh, Thomas the Tank Engine fight. I think that's a lot of fun. I didn't love Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think it's fine. 
it's uh, it was a nice little movie. It was a mid-tier MCU movie. It was it's basically just like another episode of a TV show that I like. Just a, a regular episode, nothing really special about it. It, it was fun. Um, if they do just another one, it's like, eh, I don't need it. I'll see it. I probably won't see it more than once, but I'll see it. If they do something kind of different with it, though, then I'm on board. Like, I I kind of like how the first one is basically a heist movie. Uh, the second one really doesn't fall into another genre. It's just kind of there. So yeah. I don't mind kind of them trying to take on uh, another style of a genre again. Because that's those are my favorite MCU movies where they kind of try to do a different genre. And uh, those are my favorites. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if uh, it's actually like you know, uh, they do something different or if it's just more, than this, more of the same. Yeah, let's swing that question over to Maggie actually because – so you've got Black Widow, which is kind of like a, another spy espionage thing in the style of Winter Soldier is kind of what we hear. Eternals is going to be a grand space thing. Shang-Chi is going to be a martial arts. Doctor Strange is supposedly going to be a horror film. Then you've got Thor Love and Thunder, which with Taika back at the helm, you can only hope it's going to be a hilarious comedy. And then you've got Black Panther 2 uh, and Spider-Man 3. What do we think? ant-man can fall into as far as genres go or would you rather see this maybe as disney plus instead uh well i think that disney plus would be a mistake because they would lose out on a lot of money um if those other movies are good yeah someone did say time heist i think that the problem with i totally agree with everything that bowman said about ant-man and ant-man and the wasp um i just I'm not sure that they can get small enough to make it a heist movie again. Like, really. Like, it was really a close story. And I, because of everything that's happened, I'm not sure that they can do that. Obviously, it's going to have to do with um, Janet. And, like, I don't know. She's going to be in it and she's going to do stuff. And I have a feeling that's going to be intricate to the plot. But I'm, I don't know. I'm don't really have any expectations about what it's going to be. Um, the best part of those movies is by far Paul Rudd, um, like hands down. So like, I'm excited to see that happen again. Um, but I just hope that it is a step up for Man and the Wasp because I don't need another random TV episode that's two hours long um, that you then make me watch seven times. So... I hope that um, it, it is a step up from that, but it is going to be competing with a lot of new material. So maybe people were going to be, ha, 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 I made a pun and I didn't even mean to. Um, um, maybe it'll be something that people will go back to because they'll be like, oh, wait, I actually know this. Where, like, they don't know necessarily, like, Shane Chi or the internals. Um, we'll see. I don't think that it's a mistake or anything to make it. I just have no idea where they're going to go with it. One of the things for me is uh, that, that it's so intricate to those two movies is Scott's relationship with his daughter. Right. And as we've now old. seen in Endgame, he's old. And if this movie's taking place in present day, uh, 
that's going to be or not it wouldn't be present day because it'd be five years later so if this movie comes out in 2022 it actually would be taking place in 2027 um do we maybe see her cassie as like um, older kind of coming in like going like, after college type of deal it could be a college thing it could be just her into the um into the fold as a hero too. I think that I feel like there's probably precedent there in the comics of her being a hero at some point. I, I don't know that I'm just taking a stab that maybe that's happened. Um, but I think that could be cool. But anyway, let's move on to the next topic, which is a quick one. Uh, it's not so much a story as excitement. And that is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse two is happening. We knew it was happening, but it's officially coming out in spring of 2022 um to be specific i believe it is april 8th april 8th 2022 is when spider-man into the spider-verse 2 is happening um again not much of a story just i think excitement i think it's cool that the movie is coming out in april instead of december december was a busy is is a busy time and the fact that they can now confidently put this earlier in the year around the time where you're getting marvel movies and and uh you're about to hit summer i think that speaks a lot um that this movie that they're confident and clearly it won an oscar so uh boatman are you happy about spider-verse 2 let's hear it um i mean i'm happy that it's happening i am very happy that it's happening i think this is such an amazing movie. I legitimately love this film. Uh, there, there's so much going on. I love Lord Miller's style. I think that's great. I know it's not like directly, directly theirs, but they had, you can tell their handprints all over it. Uh, and it's just such, such a good time. I don't like that we have to wait till 2022. That's my only thing. It's like, oh, that's so long. But like, I get it. Animation takes a long time to get done. They want to do it right. So I respect that. I just don't like it, but I respect it. Uh, yeah, I have no doubts that it'll, it'll be a great movie. Absolutely. Cody, Spider-Verse, you excited? Yay or nay? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think it is every time I rewatch. Um, it's up there in like the top echelon of Spider-Man movies. Um I'm not excited that they're bringing on a new director. Like, I understand he has great work behind him with Avatar and stuff, but I really liked the last movie. So, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of thing. But they're bringing somebody new, which I understand giving new people, you know, people shots. Um, but I'm just excited to go back into that world and just see where we go from there. Um, because there's a lot of routes they can take. And it's, um, I think Miles Morales is such a cool character. So I'm excited to see that overall arc uh, continue, especially with the surrounding characters. So, oh, shocker, Caleb Toho. Um, the one person that's going to hate Ant Man 3 and going to love Spider Man 2. It's going to be the best movie of the year. So, um, yeah, it, I am with Bowman. I'm kind of upset. I know that they were trying to like do a Spider Gwen movie too. I thought they were talking yeah. talks for that too. So, um, no, the the last one was best animated feature for a reason. And I think uh, if they continue on the same formula and don't you know go too far off, I think they have a shot to re do even better. Maggie, yay or nay, Spider Verse Two? 
I mean, there's a clear answer. Like anyone who says nay is fucking stupid. Um, I mean, I don't have anything to add. Like, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, Spider-Verse was great, as Bowman said. Sad that it's going to be a while, but I also want them to make the best product possible. So let's give them all the time they need. Um, yeah. Absolutely. When I that, I'll see it. I couldn't agree more. Okay, we're gonna move on to the last main topic of the day. Um, I'm gonna share my screen so you guys can see this image. Uh, we're gonna share an image here from Tom Holland uh, looking uh, quite different in the first image from Cherry, a new film from the Russo brothers. And I had to like do a double take that uh, this movie is coming out in January. Uh, it's coming out in a, like a couple months. This um, January? This January, I'm fairly con yeah, 2020, January 1st, 2020. I'm not sure if it's in theaters, if it's gonna be straight to I I can't imagine it would only be straight to video on demand or anything like that. I, I can't imagine that or a streaming film when it's coming from the Russos, but uh by Cody. Um, but this movie is coming in January. It's about an mm -hmm. army medic suffering from uh, PTSD um, and he becomes a serial bank robber after an addiction to drugs uh, puts him in debt and Tom Holland's in it. And it also stars Bill Skarsgård and Jack Rayner. Um, I think that this has the potential to be something really cool, really special, um, especially clearly coming from, you know, the Russo brothers who, who who knew that they had time to make other movies that didn't have superheroes in them, but they definitely uh, found the time. And this is the first film I want to say that Holland will be in post his Spider-Man-ness. Um, uh, Spies in Disguise, or does that come out after this? It does come out before. Uh, I forgot about that one. And, and onward, he's doing the voices oh, for yeah. but I guess live action. But uh, nonetheless... This looks interesting. I don't know anything about the source material or what, but yeah, it hits theaters January 1st, 2020. Um, Maggie, are you looking forward to a drug-stricken Tom Holland? When you tell me something's coming out in January, I don't feel good about that. That is a bad sign that that is when the studio decided to put out the movie. Unless it's limited release at Christmas and then it comes out in January. Um, I am excited to see Tom Holland do something different. Obviously, we know he can do other things. He was in that um, the movie with Charlie Hungham um, and Robert Pattinson. The oh, uh, Lost City oh, or something or other. And he was fine in that, and he was just in the current war, and he was good in that. It's so, like we know that he has the. Oh yeah, Jesus. he can act. Like he can do it. Like I have faith in him. Um, this sounds like a really generic story. Like I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, so we'll see. But I mean, we're gonna see it. Um, I just hope that they don't do what they're doing with Twenty One Bridges, where they're just like milking that Avengers like brand name like no director. other. Um, but those are the like only thoughts. Like we'll we'll see. So yeah, I'm reading now that the filming was a uh, reported 
to have begun in July, but it actually filming is going on right now. It looks like so this release date must be getting pushed. Uh, IMDb yeah. must be incorrect because it says filming was initially reported to begin in July of 2019. However, it instead began in October. So unless they are doing a huge turnaround on this thing, which I would be shocked, but um, I stranger things have happened uh, for sure. Um, Boatman, we're talking about something that's not comic book related, not fandom related. It is, is comic related. Don't kill your kid yourself. It's based on uh, a comic book. Well, but the Russo brothers are directing. Yeah, it. that's the only reason you're talking about it. Um, no. Yeah, the I only, like Tom Holland. The only way this movie is getting released in January is if Brian Michaels is editing it. That's that's <laughs> the only way, that's the only way that's gonna happen. Uh, but seriously. Um, I mean, I love the Russos. I love the Russos. They made uh, a nothing episode of uh, a great TV show, but a nothing episode of Community into their audition for why they should be in the MCU. And it's one of the greatest television episodes of all time The for a few paintballs more, uh, Fistful of Paintballs, uh, double episode of Community, which is fantastically directed. Uh, they're, they're two brilliant gentlemen. So I will go see it because it is them. I want to point out that Tom Holland looks like Jamie Bell in that picture. He really does. Yeah. And uh, also that plot sounds like it's something straight out of 2003. So, but again, I know movies that have very generic plots, but they do it in a way that it's like, okay, I've seen this movie a thousand times before, but this is the best version of that story. So I'm good with it. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, you, uh, whoever, what is the studio that's making this? It's the Russo brothers studio. Okay. Um, so they're, they're producing it as well. And it's, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you need, uh, if you guys are watching Russo, AGBO hideaway entertainment. Okay. Hideaway entertainment. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Brian Michaels. He's going to help you out. He'll be able to get that done in about three hours. So, uh, yeah, call him up. If you shoot it tonight, he'll have it ready to go and upload it onto our channel by tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Cody, <laughs> do you care at all about this movie? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how my wife is going to be. Uh, it's uh, wonderful to pay for something that doesn't work. Um, but, no, Cherry looks great. Um, for what the picture you've seen of it, uh, I think he's. I'm excited to see Tom Holland do something completely out of comic book, and like I, I haven't seen the other ones he's done, so I can't really say much. But yeah, and exciting for the Russo brothers to do something out of comic book too. So, um, I'm with Maggie. The, the synopsis for this movie sounds very like to thing, but if they do it well, I'm excited for it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Tom Holland, do something other than uh, swinging around New York City. Absolutely. All right, guys, we did it, but we're going to talk about one more thing, and that is what we do at the end of every single show. We talk about the movies coming out into theaters next week. Uh, we're going to start off with one that I know that Maggie uh, is literally dying to see. Could be Maggie's favorite movie of the year. Not 100% sure. Last Christmas, directed by Paul Feig, starring the Queen of Dragons herself and that hot guy from Crazy Rich Asians, Maggie. 
last Christmas. Are you excited? Dude, I'm so excited. Um, now that I'm slowly getting beyond the Halloween spirit and realizing that it's almost Christmas time, the best part about Christmas is those sappy, romantic Christmas movies. I am here for it. Very excited to get one with um, Amelia Clark and Henry, whatever his last name is. Um, thank you, who is clearly a great romantic comedy actor because he was great in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, you know, they're with Paul Feig directing and the fact that they're putting out in theaters means that it's hopefully going to be better quality than the stuff I walk on, watch on Hallmark usually. Um, so I have high hopes. Very excited. Yeah. Half a bottle of wine and a Christmas movie <laughs> make my wife very happy. What a great night I'm in for. Uh, Kayla Boatman, are you going to see Last Christmas in theaters more than seven times? All right. If I hear that this movie is at least decent. I'm not talking great. I'm talking decent, like watchable. I will probably watch this movie and then buy it the second it comes out on DVD. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I'm a Christmas junkie. I totally am. I love Christmas. It has been far too long since we've had an actual good Christmas movie. The last one was like Rise of the Guardians, Arthur Christmas, maybe. Like it's been for. You're forgetting the Christmas Prince, please. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am not forgetting the Christmas Prince. Uh, that movie is hot trash, hot garbage. Uh, but no, uh, the I, Christmas I, Chronicles. I'm not forgetting yes. that one either. Uh, but no, if. If Last Christmas is actually decent, I'll be very excited because it just it feels like it's been so long since like a new like Christmas classic, you know. So I'll be excited. And uh, you got Emma Thompson writing it, and she's a very talented writer. She has an Absolutely. Oscar for best adapted screenplay. So I I'm I'm actually kind of hyped because the trailers seem at, like it's at least good. And if it's not good, I will be very very disappointed. So. Uh, We'll have to see, but it, it looks at least decent. I think it looks like an okay time. Guys, uh, I'll go next. I'm not excited to see this movie. I bought tickets today to see it on Thursday with my wife to make her very happy. I've hated the trailers for this. I think this movie looks terrible. Maybe that's a badly cut trailer. I think the trailer is atrocious, but like Boatman said, with Emma Thompson writing it, I think it has the potential. I don't love Paul Feig as a director. I did not very much care for A Simple Favor. I thought it was fine uh, with Henry Golding also in that. Um, I thought it was fine, and I think that most of his comedy is the only one I really like is Spy. I thought Spy was hilarious, but I didn't like Bridesmaids. The Heat, I thought, was what I, I know. I don't, I'm, not, I, I'm in the minority there. I'm in the minority, but I, I'm not the biggest fan. So I'm going in with low expectations. Hopefully, I will enjoy it. Uh, Cody, are you in the same boat as me, or are you just dying to see this film? Well, listen here, you bah humbug. Um, there's one thing that the Newberries practice, and that's Christmas early. Uh, my tree is currently up already. Uh, as soon as Halloween is done, it goes up. We start watching, and we start enjoying Christmas. Because I hate the comment, 
Thanksgiving. Oh, what? We're going to put turkeys everywhere? Shut your mouth. Like, there's no holiday to celebrate. Um, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. You have to watch that movie Thank at least you. twice. True. You can watch that, and I consider that still in my holiday watch list. Um, okay. But this, this movie, uh, so very few movies come to the theaters. And uh, my wife, how it normally happens when a movie, uh, Hallmark exists because of Maggie Evercala and uh, Brenna Newberry. That's the only reason they exist. But she will literally lean forward, turn back, mouth open, and I'll be like, no, we're not seeing that. She's like, oh, we're seeing it. We are watching this movie. And then we watch it. Um, she stopped watching at home Christmas movies with me because I act like every big twist and every big miracle is this shocking moment because I'll throw my hands in the air, fall on the floor, and be like, oh, Santa's real. Um, but uh, <clears throat> this movie looks cute. Um, I was actually a my wife brings me to every romantic movie possible. I hate them all. Um, but like the last one Amelia Clark was in, uh, You Before Me or Me Before You. Me before you, me. yeah. It was one of the better ones that I have seen in a long time. Um maybe because the guy actually like chose to peace out. Um but uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking he hikes. I got Maggie, so that's great. Okay. Um, uh, oh, Cody. Uh, and like, if I stay, he, she should have went. Um, so these are like moments that. Um, but this one looks cute. Uh, Paul Feig. I'm sorry when you said Spy is your favorite, and you didn't say Bridesmaids. You are you are a jackass, good sir. Um, right. Bridesmaids is a is a gem. Uh, but yeah, looks cute. Looks fun. Great thing around the holiday season. Uh, drink your cocoa. Watch your movie. Uh, make your wife happy. Enjoy your movie and stop being a, a douche nugget. Will do, sir. Will do, sir. The next big movie coming into theaters this weekend is a, a film that I uh, probably won't see unless I look at Maggie and go, do you want to go see Playing With Fire? The new John Cena film where he's a firefighter and uh, saves some children. This movie looks like instant family with firefighters and instant family was a fantastic movie and it came out last thanksgiving i think they rushed this movie because it literally looks the same um i don't know about any of you i'm not gonna see it i don't want to see it i think it looks terrible boatman do you even know what this movie is i'm familiar um i would rather get on a call with Dan Skip Allen, Chris Woodburn, and Henry Sanchez, then go see a John Cena movie. So, yikes. I had um, and listened to talk for two hours because at least then I get some sort of entertainment out of it. So, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Cody, Maggie, can I assume you feel the same way? I mean, Instant Family literally is my life. Um, but uh, this one, yeah, no thank you. Unless they play his theme music while he bursts through into, like, the uh, burst of... I'm just over it. I, John Cena, you're not a great actor. You're a great side piece. You're not a great lead. So stay off the screen, please, and stop being a firefighter. All right. And next uh, is the new film from our boy who did independence day independence day 2 
Caleb Boatman. Roland Emmerich. Roland the Emmerich. Bane of my existence. He's making a World War II film called Midway. Um, I don't think this movie looks very good, but I want to see it because at least I know that there will be some spectacle to be held on the screen. Um, I like the cast of this movie. Uh, so I am looking forward to seeing it. Cody, do you have any interest in Midway? So when you brought this up, when it was on the sheet and I went to look it up real fast, I don't know if it will stay on the screen, but all I see is I think this is a Jonas brother. It may not be, but it looks like it is a Jonas brother. Okay. All I see is him shooting a gun and that looks Mm -hmm. scary as crap. So I'm going to pass because uh, that man struck fire once um, with a, with a great movie. Um, And he may have done some other ones along the way. Uh, he did, yeah, he did. Okay, well, Braveheart. Um, uh, he also did the Patriot. No, he didn't direct Braveheart. I'm saying the movie that you like is Diet Braveheart. The Patriot. <laughs> yeah, it's Diet Braveheart. Oh, that's not the one I was gonna say. Oh. I was gonna say the first Independence Day. I really like. Um, but no, then I just realized he did the Patriot, and that's way better than um Braveheart. So I will stand by that because America, uh, America. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, no thanks. I'll pass. No, no. Maggie, you gonna see Midway or are you gonna make me go alone? Uh well I already gave you permission to go alone. Um I could see it, I could not see it. I really am not invested in any way in this movie. I feel like it'd probably just be two hours of my life I would never get back. So probably a nap if I saw it. So I don't need to see it. Boatman, you at all interested in checking out Midway. Remember that call that I just talked about? Well let's Let's add on Alex Warden to that call, because uh, I'd rather do that than go see a Roland Emmerich movie. You so. are losing your goddamn mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, the final film we're going to talk about is a movie Maggie and I have already seen. <gasps> Dr. Sleep. Uh, Boatman, before me and Maggie give our thoughts on the actual movie that we already saw... Are you excited for this movie? Are you a fan of The Shining, a fan of Stephen King? Do you want to check it out? This seems like one just... It's not that I don't want to see this movie. It's just there's so much that's out right now. And I kind of have to make cuts and pick and choose. And I would rather see Parasite and Jojo Rabbit than go see Doctor Sleep. Like, this seems like a movie that I'll watch on DVD and be like, yeah, that was decent. And so, yeah, it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look like, wow, this will be in my top 10 come the end of the year. Whereas Cody. I think those other two will be, maybe. Sure. Cody, Dr. Sleep, yay or nay? All work and no play makes Jack a dull fucking boy. Jack. I, I, will, I will go see it. I probably won't see it in theaters, but I'll watch it later. Um, Shining, I revisited this year. Um not the biggest fan of it. I still like it for its moments. I really like Jack Nicholson in this movie, um, but I'm excited for him to be able. To, I, I don't know anything about it, to be honest with you. I know it's based on it, and that's what I kind of want to know going into it. I, if it ties in, it's perfect, then I'm excited. I know you are excited for it. Uh, you told me, and you'll tell everybody in a second. But uh, since you gave it a pretty good review, I'm probably going to go check it out just to see if I agree. Yeah, Cody just alluded to it. I think Dr. Sleep's one of the best movies of the year. To be completely honest, I, it's in my top 10 of the year right now. I think it's 
fucking great. And I don't love The Shining either. Me and Maggie rewatched it for the purpose of going to see Dr. Sleep. And I think both of us were kind of like, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's not a movie of our time. Uh, I can appreciate it. And I love Kubrick. It's just not my favorite Kubrick movie at all. Um, but I loved Dr. Sleep. I think Ewan McGregor's great. I think the direction is and the, and the screenplay by Mike Flanagan are the, are the best part of the movie. I think he so well knows The Shining and also knows the book and the Kubrick version as well as this Dr. Sleep novel, which I knew nothing about. I didn't even know what the title referred to uh, before going into the movie when me and Maggie finally said, what is that title referred to? And we looked it up. Um, I thought it was fantastic from beginning to end. Rebecca Ferguson is honestly the standout to me. I thought she was great as the villain of the film. Um, as Rose the Hat, I believe was her name. Uh, fantastic. It's a two and a half hour movie, but to me, it went by like that. And I watched a two and a half hour movie today that did not go by quick at all in motherless Brooklyn. So to get a movie like this, that just flew by. I loved it. I wouldn't even call it a horror film. I would call it like a psychological thriller with some horror elements. I really liked it. Maggie, you saw it with me. What'd you think? Yeah, no, I definitely um, liked it a lot. I think that definitely watching The Shining before you see it is essential, especially if you haven't seen The Shining in a couple of years, because there's so many things that it harkens back to that just makes it like that much better when you watch the movie. And like for me, I hadn't seen The Shining in a couple of years, so it was good to refresh my memory. Um, Ewan McGregor was great. The little girl, um, I don't know her name, the little black girl, she's great. Um, she was very good. She's um, Rebecca Ferguson was good. My biggest complaint, and I agree with the the fact that it was long, but it went by really fast, um, which is usually not the case with me and movies that are over like in ninety minutes. Um, but um, I think the biggest complaint is that it was very predictable, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It was just pretty easy to see where things were going but overall I thought it was a very good like yeah like psychological thriller type of movie um and I would recommend it to anyone who enjoys that genre or who likes The Shining absolutely absolutely all right guys uh normally that would do it for us for Multiplex Loves Movies I have an announcement though um I labeled it as a big announcement I it's 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 an announcement uh basically Here's the deal. Here's what's going to happen. and uh, We're Cody, changing the format again? Yes, for the eighth time. Um, no. Uh, as admins, Boatman and uh, Cody can talk about this, we can have a quick conversation about it too. Uh, something cool is coming. I think, I think it's going to be cool. Um, for those of you who live under a rock, Disney Plus is coming to the world a week from today. Um, your regularly regularly scheduled multiplex loves movies will be next week around the same time. We will be here talking about the latest in movie news. We'll probably talk a little bit about Disney plus, but the announcement is that um, I, along with other admins and other fun people uh, will be doing some quick uh, reviews for things, all Disney plus over the next few weeks. So starting next week, Tuesday, um, look for a review of Disney Plus itself. Not necessarily the content on it, but the app itself, how the app works. Is it user-friendly? Um, should you buy it? Should you spend your money on Disney Plus? Maggie 
and I will be here to break it down on Tuesday next week. Uh, we want to make sure those videos are fun. Uh, they're going to be quick. Um, three to four minutes of us just saying, here's how it is. And there's the review for you. Um, and then as well as content as well. So in other videos. So you might see me and Maggie review Lady and the Tramp. You might see me and Cody review The Mandalorian. You might see me and Caleb Coho review High School Musical, The Musical, The Show. Uh, you might see me and Boatman review Jeff Goldblum's show. Ah, um, uh, yes. Uh, uh. So whatever it is Disney Plus related, though, we're going to bring it to you. Um, our plan right now is to just review pilot episodes. But if those reviews do well and you guys want to keep hearing our thoughts on future episodes... We will continue to do that, but be on the lookout starting next Tuesday for Disney plus quick reviews from myself and other people. We'll also bring some of that into the show, into this show. Uh, but it's not necessarily, I don't want to pack all of Disney plus stuff into this show. I want to be able to talk about it in um, shorter form uh, over multiple videos. Um, I think that that is a really, it will be a very fun way to interact with you guys as well on the Disney Plus content. And again, we're not going to drop everything on Tuesday because it would be impossible. As much as me and Maggie are going to try, it would be impossible to watch everything that comes out on Disney Plus that's new and original content on Tuesday. Uh, but we're going to try our darndest. So, um, Maggie, do you have anything you want to say on the subject? Are you excited? I'm so excited. Um, mostly because I get to like not go to work that day, um, because we're doing this, but also because my internship is over. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. Excited to watch Lady and the Tramp and The Mandalorian and Jeff Goldblum and High School Musical and all those Disney Channel movies from my childhood. Gonna relive my childhood. It's gonna be great. Looking forward to it. Boatman, is this something you're excited about? Which Disney Plus show do you want to watch with me? Uh, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I'm not sure I'm going to be getting Disney Plus like right away. I probably won't be getting it until 2020, uh, just because of that's okay. Uh, thing, it's just because I'm waiting till 2021 or not 20 till 2020, like January 2020, to cancel Netflix because BoJack Horseman season six isn't until January, like the final, like because they they're doing something dumb. Anyway, that's they my favorite show of all time. Yeah, they split it up. And that's like my number one favorite show of all time. So I'm waiting to cancel Netflix. Cody, like, okay, legit, Cody, you haven't even seen it. So shut up. <laughs> uh, like, but that is legit my favorite show. So I'm going to wait and I'm not going to be paying for both Netflix and Disney Plus. So, but yeah, once I cancel Netflix, then I will get Disney Plus. So we'll see. Cody, are you excited for Disney Plus? Are you excited to talk about it in the multiplexes of the world? Well, I'm bought in for three years because I'm a Disney show like you. So basically, uh, yeah, and there is nobody better in this entire community to talk about Disney Plus than Tim the Hulk Bercala. So I'm excited to have you uh, uh, produce, you know, putting this out. I think it's going to be great for our channel. I think it's going to be great to let people know what it's worth i honestly i think 6.99 for what we are getting with disney plus regardless of not even seeing anything is worth the price of admission 
alone. Um, and if you didn't buy in for a year or three years, try to because they're going to raise raise prices. So one hundred percent. Just remember that. But yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. I'm pumped for the Mandalorian. Uh, I'm not a huge Star Wars person, but these trailers have got me super hyped. And when I get off work, I will be watching the first episode. So I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, and you can bet we'll probably review that episode on next week's show as well. Uh, we'll put out a separate video, but we'll give our quick thoughts on a lot of things Disney+. Plus. Next week will be a very Disney Plus heavy show. We'll, we'll talk about the box office. We'll talk about next week's the week's movies, and we'll talk about maybe one or two things that I, I really think are important, but otherwise it's going to be a very Disney Plus heavy show next week. But be on the lookout for those quick videos. Um, Thanks so much for watching tonight's show, guys. Maggie, where can the people of the internet find you? I'm on Larbox, and I'm on the Twitter at May24Maggie, M-A-E, 2-4, M-A-G-G-I-E. Um, that is it. Boatman, what's happening in the world of Warzone? He has um, no idea. No, I do. I do. So this week, uh, we've got really good matches for you. We've got uh, Clash at Demonhead going up against Colt Classic. Uh, Coho and Cameron going up against Andrew Barr and Ethan Beller. We've got Jake Marangoni going up against Dustin the Duster Mason. That'll be very interesting. And another match. Oh, wait. Nope. Never mind. Uh, but I don't remember the third match, but we've got another match coming up. So that will be a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, we do a lot of fun stuff in Warzone. So, oh, and tomorrow you can see me on the Disney soundtracks. Uh, you're li oh, I'll let you take that. Never mind. I'm sorry. That is exactly <laughs> what I was going to have you. Cody, what's happening tomorrow on your list sucks. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Uh, we are doing Disney soundtracks live action and um, animated. Uh, got a great panel. I got Andrew Barr. I've got Brooklyn Vale, I've got Caleb Boatman, and I've got Chance Ellison um, <clears throat> to break down Disney. Um, believe me, I have all the list. I have the combined list, and yikes on some of these. Um, it's going to be a very um, interesting uh, episode. I've been I was off the desk for one week, so I'm very angry coming back, uh, being removed. So it's time to let the fury out. So Boatman, good luck. Uh, speaking of letting the fury out uh, next week in the world of fandom, uh, me and Robert defend our titles against the uh, the king of crap or whatever the fuck his name is and his boy, uh, Jim Green. That's right. We play Kings of Winter next week, this week, Friday. It's happening. It's yeah. going down. And, there's, a, there's, and a, there's an incredible promo that happens at the beginning of that match so yes you will not uh, want to miss that it'll be very exciting yes um, watch the whole beginning of the match because there's something you do not want to miss and i just want to say i want to correct myself uh clash of demon head is facing second reel matt quiller and thomasine's not cult classics i'm very tired uh, and also Corey quinto versus mike kamayer is the other match so yeah yay um other than the, that title match, the undercard is Caleb Coho versus uh, Nico Suave Rigoli. Uh, so that's actually going to be a very interesting match. Nico's been on a bit of a hot streak lately uh, post-Mayhem. So uh, you won't want to miss those fandom matches. We also have Nerdgasm going up <coughs> this Saturday. Um, couldn't tell you what match it is. I don't fucking remember. I've edited so many Nerdgasm matches in the last couple weeks. I don't remember. All I remember is that the three-way matches 
are done and uh we're we're back to to just one-on-one which is a, a relief for my soul and the editing bay but nerdgasm will be back on saturday fandom fights on friday this show every tuesday don't miss it and again don't miss warzone this weekend and don't miss your list sucks a lot of great content uh coming at you guys in the next few weeks uh yeah that's it thanks so much for watching guys it's been a great show we hope you had fun with us so we will see you guys next time